I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You better, get, you better catch this fire. Lore boys here, serving up judgment for your personal damnation. Uh, I was baptized as Peter O'Donoghue, and I am joined by... I was christened as Ethan Palmer. Like a bird. Somebody smashed a bottle on my head. Oh. <laughs> You're like a, a newborn ship. <laughs> um, and I was broken in as James Miller. Ah, like the wild steed that you are. Yes. Yeah, okay. Now, now, Peter, we're talking about a comedy today, right? Are we going to have a laugh track this episode? I believe we will. Um, <laughs> I think it's, it's probably, if it's a very old comedy, it's a very highly regarded comedy. Um, mm-hmm. I think, uh, you know, um, and especially in this time here, uh, we've got some emails at the end to read where, uh, just, which are totally relevant as well. So uh, to get our mind off of the things, um, that are going on right now, we're going to head back in time to before there was disease and oppression. Uh, we're okay. going back to the middle ages. Oh, good. Yeah. There was nothing, nothing bad happening. Yeah. <laughs> well, considering if you were just some sort of dirt farming peasant, your opinion didn't matter. So technically, officially, there was no oppression if you asked the people in charge. <laughs> anybody with an opinion right if you think anybody who could That's legally have an opinion <laughs> uh so today i want to talk about dante alighieri and the first part of his comedy uh inferno uh so this will be go ahead jamie sorry it's the divine comedy right it is a divine yeah. comedy. Um, the so this is actually the next point here. Uh, the divine part of the divine comedy was coined by Giovanni Boca- Boccaccio after Dante was already dead, uh, and the and a copy titled "The Divine Comedy" wasn't actually published until 1555. So something like 200 years after the book was already finished. Um, when was it written? Uh, we're going to get into that. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so. Books don't write themselves. I mean, I mean, maybe you could have some sort of automated book writing machine, something like that. Uh, but in this instance here, this was like, written by a man named Dante Alighieri, and who was he? Um, details of his early life are a little shaky because it was roughly twelve sixty five, and he was. I mean, not good records back then, especially not unless you're like a king, uh, which he wasn't. Um, and he was probably baptized as Durante di Alighiero Delgi Alighieri, uh, and his buddies called him Dante. Of course. Uh, he was born in Florence, Republic of Florence, which is now in Italy, um, and he is considered one of the most important poets in Italian history, as he is known for establishing the use of vernacular in literature, uh, which, for the uninformed, I had to Google this because I'm an idiot. Uh, ver- ver- vernacular is the variety of speech the normals use in everyday life. Vocabulary, yeah, the normals, the normies. Um, um, so, he, if, if this is if he was born in twelve fifty, the printing press was invented in the fifteenth century. That means 
this work was like written by hand and then copied by scribes long enough to have made it at least to the printing press when they could start printing it. And is even it further century? up to this podcast. <laughs> 15th century is 1500 or 1600 or 1400? The 1400. 1400 to 1500. Yeah. 1400 to 1500. Okay. Yeah. yeah. 1401 to 1500 is the 15th right. century. Right, yeah. right, right. Um, so his use of vernacular was really important because the majority of writing in this time was still being written in Latin. Uh, so that limited people to limited people who could consume literature and ideas to people who could read, which was generally not even all of the elites, but like certain elites. Yeah, old and Italian, like Italian, old Italian, yeah, old Italian. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why Peter's calling it Latin. It's, it's yeah, yeah. canonically lower voice canon, old Italian, it, old Italian. Uh, uh, well, I, in this instance here, Dante is one of the reasons that we don't currently read in old Italian. He 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 made it much more. He made it more accessible. Uh, and th- thusly, uh, people discovered they were being oppressed in the 13th century. So it's his fault. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we threw away all those kings. Oh, it's uh, all thanks to Dante. Yeah, exactly. Um, and thanks, specifically, Dante. his use of the Tuscan dialect helped establish the current modern Italian language. So he actually okay. started establishing uh, new Italian, fresh Italian, as I believe they <laughs> call it, opposed Fresco to old Italian. Italian. What was that? <laughs> Fresco Italian. Fresco Italian, which is, I think that's where the word comes from. <laughs> yeah. A fresco is just something written in modern Italian. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And fresca <laughs> is the national drink of Italy. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course. Bags of it. Tuscan <laughs> is like that from that movie Tusk, right? Uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, exactly. It has nothing okay. to do with Tuscany in, in the okay. Republic. <laughs> 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 um, so the other important Italian writers that would follow him would be uh, the previously mentioned Boccaccio and Petrarch. Uh, the three of them are basically credited with like modernizing Italian into what people currently speak today. Into a, a written and an understood romance language. Exactly. Um, in the Divine Comedy, uh, his depictions of hell, purgatory, and heaven all of which I will cover over the next month and a bit, uh, influenced vast amounts of Western art, uh, and the three-line rhyming scheme is also attributed to him. So, um, I guess to jump... I'm probably jumping ahead on you here, but uh, this is about hell. Uh, a Christian view of hell, obviously, if it's coming out of Italy. Um, the birth of, of modern Christianity, I guess, with... What with being the home to the Holy Roman Empire and the Vatican. Uh, but there's no mention of hell being fiery or anything like that in the Bible, right? Uh, uh, no, and we will be going through the circles of hell and the way they are described. Even in this, uh, it has helped influence basically everybody's pop culture idea of hell right now is really heavily taken and developed on for the past fucking 700 years. Uh from the Inferno, the same with Purgatorio and Paradiso, which are the other two parts of the Divine Comedy. Um, again, which I will cover in the future, or if you're listening to this already in the future, uh, they're out. Get, go get them. Congratulations. Uh, congratulations. You're six months ahead. <laughs> Something you said made me think of. Like, the pop culture view of hell. I just like of thinking of hell just filled with pop culture celebrities. Like, what yeah. <laughs> do next? Oh, and man, yeah. The circle of it's violence like, against the neighbors is just Funko Pops, just <laughs> just boiling. 
if uh, if the Kardashians don't deserve to go there, then you know, <laughs> I'd be hard hard pressed to find people who do. You know, that's that's all. I'm not saying there aren't people who who are worse than the Kardashians. I'm just saying you're you'd be harder pressed to find them. <laughs> Uh, if you guys want to, um, I will be giving some of the people who are around in the circles of hell uh, and getting into what that even fucking means in the first place and what they represent. But if you guys want to like guess or suggest other people who are may- might still be alive and and see if we can take bets on which circle of hell they end up in when they die, then uh, power to you. Um, we'll have a bookie by then, I hope. So you just contact him. I think he's in the Cayman Thanks. Islands. I was I was gonna I was gonna make a spoiler bet, but I, I won't I won't spoil it. Okay. For uh, everyone listening at home, I think I, I think I know the deepest circle of hell. But yeah, well we'll we'll get to it. Uh, so the comedy was started in 1308 and completed in <laughs> 1320, uh, okay. right before Dante died in 1321. So, so George R. R. Martin's got his work cut out for him. Years. He's got a he's got to got to finish here. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So here's some like random Catholic Italian history. Uh, after ending up on the losing side of the Guelph-Ghibelline conflict, uh, Dante was exiled from Florence for two years uh, and told to pay a fine. Uh, this conflict is rather important going forwards, uh, and because reported, reportedly Dante, a supporter of the Pope, said, uh, Fotizi Carlo di Valois, tu e tuo sacro Romano imparo, mi manchi con quella strozana di Tori consanguini. Kiss your mother uh, with that mouth. My, which, my blood is the last two words. Uh, right? It translates roughly to fuck you, Charles de Valois, you and your Holy Roman Empire. Miss me with that inbreeding shit. Mm. Yeah. Um, Con, Con would be with and sanguine would sanguine is blood, right? I Google translated it because they, they didn't translate that quote directly into English, but it is on his it is on several of his monuments around Italy. Fuck you, fuck you, Pope! I have the power of God and anime on my side. Yeah, uh, he, yeah, he was the like the original uh, fanfic writer. <laughs> <laughs> Fanfiction was invented in 1308 by Dante yeah. Alighieri. <laughs> <laughs> of course, at the time, of course, before the printing press, uh, his his slash fic of uh, Sonichi del Hedgehog uh, took him <laughs> <laughs> took him 22 years to write. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> Dude, I not- catch on to that being sonic for way too long <laughs> <laughs> so neat to me it's at a pop uh, so neat she did it yeah, yeah exactly mamma mia <laughs> Um, so these comments against uh, Charles of Valois uh, led him to being exiled for life uh, which apparently people just fucking forgot about for 706 years as his sentence was only rescinded in 2008 <laughs> wow. I mean I've, I do feel like that happens a lot where somebody will like find an old obscure like it, you've seen it on the Simpsons and stuff, right? It's like there's this old obscure law that apparently is still on the books or whatever, but it's just people forgot to take it out at some point. Like, oh, one of them like, in, in the Simpsons is it's illegal to put squirrels in your pants for the purposes of gambling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so it was during exile that he wrote the comedy. Um, and just for anybody, uh, again, I had to clarify this for myself. This is a comedy defined in the classical Greek sense and is more of an absurd commentary opposed to something Adam Sandler uses as an excuse to stay in a hotel in Hawaii. Yeah. There right. was basically like two types of plays, right? And it was comedy or tragedy. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so this is in the classical sense. Uh, the Divine Comedy is an allegory for the soul's journey towards God. Uh, Inferno, the first part, represents the recognition and rejection of sin. 
Um, so uh, Inferno opens on Maundy Thursday in 1300, which is the day before Good Friday. Uh, this Solomon was a- Grundy, born on a Monday. Oh, Maundy, <laughs> which was actually a Thursday. Uh, yeah, so it's Maundy Thursday in 1300, uh, which was apparently April 7th, 1300. Oh, you looked it up? Yeah, I mean, it was part of the information that I had. Okay. Uh, I know some I people can, can do like the quick math in their head where they're like, if they know the year, they can figure out which day of the week any yeah. given date was. Maundy it's Thursday in 1300. What was that? It's witchcraft as far as I'm concerned. Oh, absolutely. Like the something, metric system. Something that should have you sent to the deepest layer of hell. <laughs> Assuming hell had layers, but I don't know if anyone's ever come up with that idea before. No, uh, I mean, we'll see. Every year the day shifts by one except for a leap year where it shifts by two, right? I don't know. I don't know. I just either. said I think it's witchcraft. Yeah. Uh, I think that's how it works. I think that's how it works. <laughs> um, so Dante is the char- is the main character of the book. He is a self-insert. He's also not just inventing fan fiction, but he also invented the Mary Sue. Okay. Uh, everybody loves him and he's just super cool. Uh, so Dante is said to be halfway through his life uh, at the opening of the novel, which is why people kind of just guess that he was born around 1265, if he was 35-ish in his self-insert character. Um, this is based entirely on the full biblical lifespan of 70, which is according to <laughs> Psalms in the Old Testament. There you go. Yeah, so it opens where he finds himself lost in a dark forest, uh, and he decides to climb a small mountain, but is blocked by three beasts. And then Sanichi and Dante, both middle-aged but still very good-looking, found three (laughs) beasts in the forest. Oh, yeah. Uh, Generally translated to a lion, a leopard, and a she-wolf, or for our modern audiences, again, three furries. Uwu. (laughs) <laughs> block, I mean, block you, say, path. I, you said a she-wolf, and I thought you were going to say for our modern modern audiences, a wolf. Oh, like, a wolf, yeah. I, I know, it's such to, a weird... you have to gender the wolf, Dante? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was 1308. <laughs> weird choice. Weird, uh, like, all I'm saying is weird choice. <laughs> yeah. I guess we'll, we'll make that point now. Uh, a lot of this is directly from the uh, 14th century, so if you are made uncomfortable by anything right now, please file your complaints to 600 years in the past. <laughs> like, <laughs> there's nothing we can do about it. Yeah. Yeah. There's Beowulf, um, there's Sheowulf. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. His what? His sister Sheowulf. <laughs> I am Sheowulf. <laughs> uh, so the lion, the leopard, and the Sheowulf represent uh, the categories of sin uh, that bring an unrepentant soul to one of the three major sections of hell: uh, coach, first class, and souls flying standby. Okay. Um, <laughs> the actual representations are violence with the lion, malice with the leopard, and incontinence with the Sheowulf. Incontinence or incompetence? Incontinence. Uh, so I had to Google it. Uh, again, I had to they do... they themselves. Uh, no, being incontinent <laughs> just means a lack of self-control. However, okay. in the Inferno, it specifically focuses around sex. Yeah, like gluttony, I would, I would assume, would, would fit in there, right? <laughs> uh, general dirty fornicators as well. Right. Right. I peed on a furry again. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yiffing totally is at this place. Yeah. Um, so he tries to get past the furries, but the beasts drive him back into the darkness of the forest, where he is rescued by the ghost of the poet Virgil. Uh, Virgil is a real person, or was, uh, who lived from 70 BC to 19 BC in the Roman Empire. Um, he was also a poet, just like Dante. He was famous for writing the uh, Aeneid, or Aeneid? Yeah. 
yeah, the Aeneid. Then- uh, the Aeneid was the, was based on Homer's Iliad and Odyssey, uh, proving that all the good ideas are taken and always have been uh, before 29 BC, at least. Um, it tells a tale of a Trojan refugee whose descendants, Romulus and Remus, go on to found the city of Rome, uh, and since its composition has been considered the national epic of Rome. And they built it in a day. Yeah. Uh, He wrote it in a day. (laughs) Yeah, it's a common misconception. The translation from, uh, old Italian to fresh Italian, there was a little bit that was lost there, but yeah. (laughs) Romulus, Romulus and Remus uh, arrive at like a beautiful spa- uh, place to build a city, and uh, Remus turns to Romulus and says, "I think we should call it Reem." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, I don't know. Let me ask the boys in marketing about that one, if you don't mind. <laughs> Odysse- Odysseus turns to his first mate and says, "Yes." And now we begin on our Odyssey. His first mate says, "What's an Odyssey?" Uh, Odysseus says, uh, it's the name of like a really long journey that's named after its only survivor. (laughs) (laughs) Before being lifted from the deck by a siren and drowning (laughs) in the ocean. (laughs) Um, So yeah, this kind of comes back to like Dante's Mary Sue tendencies in this is that like he's an aspiring poet and like the first person he meets who's like really cool and good just wants to help him out is also one of the most famous poets of history prior to his existence. So Dante follows Virgil for some time, however he hesitates. Virgil explains that everything's totally cool, man, Saul copacetic, and that Beatrice, the divine symbol of love, sent him, and she herself was sent to Virgil by the Virgin Mary and Saint Lucia. Uh, okay. Mary, we don't really need to get into. Uh, it's Jesus' mother. Um, of Magdalene? And, uh, no, Jesus' mom. Okay, well. Yeah, not, not Magdalene. He was, she was like well, secret girlfriend. Mary. So I read this book called The Da Vinci Code. It was like kind of like if they made a documentary into a book. Oh, yeah. Know? Yeah, and they kind of, yeah, I'm starting to think that maybe they're the same person. I don't know. Oh, we'll see. Uh, I, I don't know. It's not mentioned here, but uh, next episode about The Da Vinci Code. We'll do a quick interlude uh, while covering The Divine Comedy to cover Dan Brown's uh, seminal <laughs> written documentary. I'm about to get the Illuminati all over our asses. Oh, God damn it. Not again. <laughs> We already got people woke, hip to what happened to fucking JFK. Can't, can't, I can't take the pressure anymore. <laughs> we had one episode where we talked about Dan Brown a lot. I don't remember which one, but we talked about him a lot yeah. before. <laughs> if you're if you're a diehard, who knows? Please please let us know on the Discord. <laughs> <laughs> Update the wiki. Um, so yeah, Mary was Jesus' mother, uh, in this context at least, and St. Lucia was a Christian martyr who died during the Diocletiantic persecution in 304 AD. Um, shit that's that's where i died (laughs) Uh, there's a pretty stereotypical painting called the christian martyr's last prayer by jean leon jerome uh depicting a bunch of calm resolute christians being fed to lions at a coliseum and she's apparently one of them this is like a thing that happened for real and that's where we get the stereotype of the lions being vicious oh like like free-range christian fed lions yeah exactly would be (laughs) that's where you get the good lion meat of of I mean of lions being the symbol of sin that's that's vicious and ruthless of violence yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, right uh, Beatrice in the comedy- by the way I'm dr- I'm drinking an Italian beer it wasn't uh, wasn't an accident you know what Bira Moretti Bira Moretti ah uh, Vespucci or whatever whatever good is bueno <laughs> yeah Vespucci <laughs> I don't fucking know Vespa motorbike go vroom vroom. <laughs> <laughs> um 
Beatrice, however, in the comedy is agreed to be based on uh, Beatrice Portinari, who was a Florentine woman uh, and daughter of a banker, also born around 1265. Uh, mm-hmm. Dante claimed to have only met her twice before she died in 1290, but apparently carried love for her throughout his life. Uh, Beatrice actually will take over from Virgil in the third part of the comedy, Paradiso, due to him being a virtuous pagan, but still not being allowed into heaven. He's a pagan. Uh, yep. You don't get in. My Thanks for the help, dude. My girlfriend's here now, so I guess you can go back to purgatory. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Um, and the name Beatrice is uh, derived from the idea of the beatific vision. What? Be- from beating rice. Uh, it's If you say it properly, it's beet rice. It beet is, rice. It is. yeah, beet rice. But that's, again, just a translation error. Oh. <laughs> uh, in the comedy, uh, or at least in uh, Christian mythology, uh, God exists within an unapproachable light that no one has ever seen or can see. Uh, however, if and Convenient. when God reveals himself to you face-to-face, it's called the beatific vision, which is where we get the name beet rice. <laughs> right. Um, Thomas, rice. very good rice. Very good. Oh, dude. I mean, sure. Yeah, I mean, you you can't actually approach or see this rice because it's so bright. But when you finally eat it, it is just like mm-hmm. uh, it's it's, uh, it's uh, inferno, purgatorio, rizzo, and then yeah. paradiso. Right? <laughs> I, actually <laughs> have, uh, I actually have I actually have a a kind of like a to paraphrase Thomas Aquinas in his 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 Yelp review of the beet rice. Um, <laughs> he defined it as a human being's ultimate happiness. Or when God gives you that two percent raise in happiness, he legally has to every year. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The cola. So, not bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so apparently, a doctor's note from Beatrice is good enough for Dante, and he's like, "All right, Virgil, I guess we're going to the underworld. Good enough. You know, that looks kind of like you forged her signature with your left hand. So I'll just let you believe that you convinced me. Let's do it. <laughs> I'm curious. You know. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm hell curious. Yeah. <laughs> The third gender. Uh, Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, the original two genders, Goop and Infowars. <laughs> like oh, that just depends on where the like where suburban people who are crazy buy their mushroom tea. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they pass through the gates of hell, which bear uh, the famous words "Abandon all Abandon hope." hope. Ye who enter here. Ye who enter here. Exactly. Uh, so within the vestibule of hell, this is the official name for it. Uh, within the vestibule of hell on the shores of the river are Charon, which is a real river in Greece. Um, mm-hmm. Imprisoned forever are unclassified souls. Uh, this is where Virgil lives. Uh, people unfit for both heaven or hell and they were just too gosh darned moderate as well. Good. Well, I mean, good, uh, Virgil was good, but just not Christian, right? Is that yeah. Thing? So you've got oh. um, they're called the virtuous damned. Uh, so you've got good pagans because, uh, oh, dude, I I, some, some of my, my best, best friends, friends are pagans, pagans. I, I'm not a racist I, I, they can't get into heaven especially not if they help me to get there oh, oh no heavens yeah. no come on yeah but I mean like oh some of the nicest people I know are pagans Virgil yeah. ooh hung out oh, for so man. long as great guy great guy yeah. not uh, heaven worthy no. Somebody's been climbing the ladder in Diablo 2. I know my way around hell first you have the Pandemonium Fortress then you have the River of Flame then the Chaos mm-hmm. Sanctuary yeah, this one starts with the river. So this one's the uh, Acheron. Um, okay. Actually, it's just speaking of because Dante is very critical of moderates, and not like not in the like 
kind of like fake way where people like try to straw man like just like a centrist but like just anybody who was just too calm during that war we talked about between the guelphs and the ghibellines he's just like mm, i don't like any of that um <laughs> john cleese I mean, actually has a very good monologue about extremism on youtube in which the over overlapping enemy of the hard left and the hard right are both moderates it's like yeah it's if you're hard extreme. left you hate the cops and if you're hard right you hate the immigrants but you both hate both hate moderates just because you can't yeah. tell if they're on your side or not <laughs> honestly fuck centrists um yeah mlk was super against uh the moderates who wouldn't speak up he said they were the real enemy of the civil rights movement right well they'd be know. sitting around in the vestibule of hell if it was if uh if you know D- dante was around a, a fitting um, end yeah, so considering Dante was part of the pro-Pope side of a war which he lost and got exiled for, uh, he had some capital O opinions. So that's why he has the vestibule here with the unclassified people, just people who are just like, too calm for my taste. I don't like it. Honestly, um, this, I, I know we said that the moderates go there, and I don't want to go to a place with a bunch of moderates, but like a place where uh, good pagans go does sound like the kind of place that I want to go. So, you know, yeah, it's all the same spot. So you you got to start either sacrificing goats or chill out on your politics because that's the only way to get in. Just t- two, there's two ways onto the VIP shores of the Arcanon. That's it. Yeah, it's it's I I kill I'm a good person, but I I believe that every once in a while I have to sacrifice a baby goat. And yeah. the other side, it's like yeah, they're committing crimes against humanity, but not against me. So what do I care? Yeah, exactly. It's like I'm just gonna go to work and keep my head down. Yeah, uh, no problem. So <laughs> the non-damned in this section run naked through the mist on the riverbank, uh, sweating blood and pus. All the while, they are stung by wasps and hornets. Uh, maggots in the dirt consume the blood, pus, and tears. Well, okay. Now, I said that I wasn't sure if I wanted to go to this place. I yeah. think I don't want to go to this place now. Yeah. Really? This, well, it sounds so, you know, they had, when it was uh, run on the riverbanks naked, Yeah. I was for it. And then you said stung by hornets and wasps, and I wasn't for it. Yeah, uh, so the bleeding blood, is where his, one of his way. capital O opinions comes in. It's just like, well, if you didn't, if you weren't on, if you're, if you're not for me, you're against me, uh, and you can run naked, sweating blood and pus while being stung by wasps. <laughs> you would, you would really think good pagans would end up in purgatory, right? Like that's that's where my I mind definitely, went. I definitely misspoke about that. I jumped too far ahead in my head from memory. They are not here. This is just for. This is just for people he didn't like, but could not convince okay. himself deserve to be damned. That, that's oh, okay. my mistake there, yeah. Uh, we'll get to the virtuous pagans in a moment. Um, is this the first level of hell, then? No, this is the vestibule. Oh. Uh, so is, um, the vestibu- is the vestibule kind of split in different different things, like different segments as well? No. Okay. No, it is just the shores of the river. Uh, okay. So among the moderates that he didn't like uh, was Pope Celestine V, uh, a man who had become Pope despite having zero political experience whatsoever. Uh, and Dante likely considers Celestine to be a worthless, unclassified soul due to the fact he invented resignation as Pope. Something that was not done again voluntarily until the year, if for 719 uh, years. Uh, in our lifetime, right? Like, yeah. uh, what was his name? Ratzinger. Benedict. Yeah. Yeah. Ratzinger Benedict. then Benedict. Yeah. yeah. And then he resigned. Ratzinger again? Did he become did he become Ratzinger again after he resigned? Or did I don't he say know. Benedict? He must have stayed Benedict. I don't know how quitting as Pope works. It's only happened twice in the past eight hundred years. So uh, the movie with Anthony Hopkins uh was quite good. I've been uh, meaning to watch it. Yeah. yeah. Quite Is good. It, uh, the Da Vinci yeah. Code? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so after passing realistic. after passing through the vestibule, uh Dante and Virgil come to uh Karen and his fairy. Uh, Karen is not a historical figure, and he is taken straight from Greek mythology. 
Uh, he is okay. the ferryman of the underworld, basically. Hence the river named after him. Exactly. Or him um, named after the river. Um, tomato, potato. Right. Yeah, exa- what came yeah. first? Karen or the river Chick- sticks, right? Who knows? <laughs> chicken, chicken meat egg. Yeah. Um, luckily, uh, after the Catholic acquisition, he got to keep his job as a ferryman and appeared in Chris DeBerg's song, Don't Pay the Ferryman, probably. The ferryman. Yeah. Great song. I didn't look I it up, Chris but Berg. that's probably true. Lord Boy's canon. Have- yeah. I have one CD in arm. I have one CD in arm's reach with me, and it's a Christaberg uh, greatest hits CD. Fuck yeah, it's, it's got to be on there. I actually, I actually <laughs> like that song a lot. I um, mean, uh, Spanish Train, great song. Yep. Uh, yeah. Patricia I, the Stripper. Uh, Lady in Red. Come on. Yep. Got a million and one hits. <laughs> Karen's only in one of them though. Uh, <laughs> it's either Karen or Sharon. It's C H A R O N. Don't know. Sharon. Sharon. Oh. Yeah. It's the Karens of the world go on that. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they I wouldn't be, the, I guess they'd be like the ferrymen of the river soccer practice or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> the, the ferrymen of the river uh, customer complaint division. Yeah, it's like, all right, you're done. You're done getting stung by wasps and sweating pus. We got to go get your brother at soccer practice. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, if you wouldn't have sinned this whole time, we wouldn't be on this trip down there. Yeah, yeah. These guys didn't I even work sin. Every day slaving away up and down this river for you kids. And here yeah. you are just getting stung by was whatever pizza rolls are ready but they're on the other side of the vestibule Uh, Um, i wanted john Kerry. thank you (laughs) (laughs) uh dante faints in terror and just wakes up in hell with virgil um he doesn't get to see the trip across the river uh he just passes out in fear and then wakes up later he's like oh my god what a horrible dream where are we just lazy writing right yeah exactly (laughs) uh so the first circle of hell is limbo and this was my mistake earlier the vestibule is for moderates and people he didn't like very much uh well i mean a lot of hell is for people dante didn't like but uh (laughs) that specifically was just like well i mean being moderate's not a sin but fuck you anyway because i like the pope sort of shit so (laughs) so this one you everybody has little drinks with umbrellas in it and there's sticks that they're trying to get under that yeah yeah everywhere you walk everywhere you walk the ceiling is only three and a half feet high Okay. Yeah. And so you're goes, just constantly bent back. <laughs> it goes lower and lower and lower, and when you finally fall, you fall to the next level of hell. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Limbo doesn't seem that bad because this is what because I made that mistake earlier. Uh, this is the first circle of hell. Virgil lives in limbo, not in the vestibule. Excuse me. Uh, it's reserved for people who have not actually done anything wrong, but weren't Christians, and they are known as the guiltless damned. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, Don- guiltless damned. Yeah, Dante asks if anyone ever gets to leave I'm limbo. My, my Twitter, my Twitter handle, to the, guiltless <laughs> the guiltless damned. Um, he so anyway, uh, Dante asks Virgil if anybody ever gets to leave limbo, and he states that the mighty one, Jesus, uh, stopped by shortly after being crucified in 33 or 34 AD uh, to pick up Adam, Abel, Noah, Moses, Abraham, David, and Rachel. Um, oh, that's the cast of Friends, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Guess no one told you hell was gonna be so bad. <laughs> uh, this event was called the Harrowing of Hell, or I guess the original cast of Friends. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Noah playing in like a, a fountain of fire. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Limbo doesn't seem that bad since for people who are just not in Christian, but like, yeah. I mean, it's like, oh no. It, again, that's what we were saying earlier. 
Um, yeah, yeah, he meets famous poets of antiquity as well, Homer among them. Uh, here's another step towards being Mary Sue. Uh, all these awesome poets of antiquity think that Dante is a super rad dude and they can chill when he dies. <laughs> <laughs> They're all really impressed with his work so far. And it's just oh, like, you just yeah, can't dude, stay because you're, you're still alive. I know you're in the process of writing your book right now, but I love your work, yeah. man. <laughs> when you die, we can chill with me, Homer. You know? <laughs> Uh, they pass through seven gates of a huge castle and come to a green meadow. Uh, here we have people like Plato, Aristotle, uh, Penthesilia, queen of the Amazons, who is from mythology, uh, as well as Saladin, who is the Muslim leader who fought against the Crusaders. Saladin, so, yeah. yeah, despite being pro-pope, Dante seems at least slightly anti-Crusade, considering the enemy of Christianity, in quotes, is still a guiltless damned chilling in a meadow with queen of the amazons right uh, so this is a place that i want to go yeah it doesn't sound so bad eh yeah no out of all the sections of hell you don't want to be in like purgatory or heaven you specifically limbo (laughs) peter 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 you had me at queen of the amazons is there oh she's probably so hot i'm for it i'm for it (laughs) she could squat you she could squat your whole body weight that's what i that's what i want truly really truly in life she could shot put me (laughs) <laughs> yeah, that's that, it. That's, that's the dream. Finally found your yeah. <laughs> so after the meadow, the pair come to Minos. Uh, Minos is from Greek mythology again, and he is said to be the first king of Crete and the son of Zeus and Europa. Uh, in life, he would choose seven boys and seven girls every nine years and feed them to the Minotaur. As you have to do. That was his thing. Got to keep that Minotaur fed. Well, he's stuck in a labyrinth. He can't go get his own food. There's no, no McDonald's exactly. in that labyrinth. You know? I mean, there might be. He'd never fucking find it. Well, yeah, but it also it triggers him because it's cow meat in the patties. So I mean, he could get a junior chicken. Yeah, you get he gets the McNugs, but you can only eat yeah. n- uh, nuggies so many times. You know. Yeah, he so goes. He orders. He orders seven orders Polio. of nuggies, and seven orders of junior chicken every nine years, <laughs> and feeds them to the Minotaur. Yeah, I wonder how they split that up. It's seven and seven, right? And there's twelve months in a year. And do you think they get one a month, and then like on on Christmas and his birthday, he gets an extra human? He probably gets a <laughs> fat kid on Christmas and his birthday as a treat. Like, like some chubby little marbled bastard. I guarantee it. Marbled uh, child. That's so gross. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, they probably just dump them all in at the same time. Okay. I, I can't imagine Minos is doing a whole lot of work for the Minotaur, honestly. Right. Um, in Hell, uh, he judges people's sins and assigns them to a particular circle. Uh, he indicates this using uh, standard American sign language. Uh, which, as we would all recognize, he wraps his long serpentine tail around his own body, and the number of coils indicates which circle between two and nine you would be damned to. Yeah, that's that's American Sign Language. Well, like, we've all yeah. been watching a lot of, like, COVID-19 um, press conferences and stuff with our respective country's leaders, probably, and there's always that person in the little box wrapping their sn- serpent's tail around their body for, for people who with hearing impairments, right? Exactly. Also, also, when you go to the doctors, you can see there's a symbol of a snake wrapping around a little thing. Mm-hmm. So if you die in a hospital, depending on what your prescription bottle has the snake wrapping around, it'll tell you. Same oh, thing, yeah. Right, yeah. Right. yeah. yeah. Cla- it's a classic medical thing, <laughs> of which we all have degrees. Classic medicine. Am classic right? medicine. Medicine boys. <laughs> which Dante also invented, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> and, and he invented American Sign Language before the Europeans stumbled across the the americas (laughs) americas uh circle two so we're done limbo circle two is lust 
where violent wind and storms whip at the naked, naked bodies of those damned to live there, constantly blowing them away from each other. Um, <laughs> yeah. All I want, all I want, all I got is an erection. All I want is a hole. But uh, the wind keeps blowing holes away from me, huh? That is exactly <laughs> it. Or for the ladies down there, all I want is just a little vitamin D. But one, it's cloudy, so there's no sun. And two, the wind keeps blowing all the rod away. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's how people talk in hell. Yeah. I wonder if you go to use your hand, if like a, a, a localized gust of wind will blow your hand away. I can Maybe. almost guarantee that you are edging and blue balled forever but also being also naked and having your you know pale baby soft skin being whipped at by violent storms i don't so i don't know when magnets were discovered like lodestones i guess they used to be called but maybe it was just like magnets you know like maybe uh you had uh the same polarity as every everything that you wanted to fuck every like so that they they just like polarized every penis and every vagina in the circle of and, lust and your own hand you know and your hands i guess yeah because you couldn't even be able positive, to so. well you know i don't know if you've ever played with magnets but if you try and push them together when they repel they just flip around and to their backs so you try <laughs> oh well, yeah but even that that's what i've done before in my life but yeah. <laughs> i do that during sex all the time honestly yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. just give up and flip onto my back yeah, sometimes sometimes you're out at the bar, you find something that repels you, and you get drunk enough, and it doesn't repel anymore. You yeah, know, exactly. Try. I mean, alcohol alcohol does disable magnets, as far as I as far as I that understand. Is true. Yeah, that is that is the lore boy's truth. Um, so the circle of lust is reserved for those overwhelmed by sexual desires. Uh, so here we have uh, a lot of ladies: uh, Cleopatra, Helen of Troy, and Paris, as well as Achilles. Um, the affair between Paris and Helen, of course, began the Trojan War. Um, so and re- like a hurricane around Cleopatra, from what history tells us, <laughs> everyone must well, be after. There's a hurricane around all of them, but yeah, she's she's among them in the video game. She's like a boss with big saggy titties, and the the video game's weird. Wait, there's a video game of this? Yeah, uh, this is where I got the ideas. Somebody suggested it to us. I'm sorry that I forgot, but I was like, I don't really like the game very much, and the lore of the actual poem is probably a hell of a lot more interesting than not quite god of war (laughs) yeah yeah um so uh regarding real people dante had on his shit list uh we have uh francesca da rimi and paolo malatesta uh francesca married paolo's deformed brother giovanni for political reasons around 1275 and began very quickly to cheat with paolo uh giovanni one day caught them in bed together and hacked them both to pieces so this is like the like the lust section at the very least is like the world's first tabloid, or maybe this whole book is like the world's first tabloid, right? Where he's uh, just like outing these people and he's just like putting them on blast, you know? Yeah, like and the printing press wasn't invented yet. There was no TMZ, and he throws in like like mythological characters in there as well. Like uh, it's, it's unconfirmed whether Helen of Troy and Paris are two real people who caused a war that may not have even happened. Uh, yeah. But these two people from 1275, uh, he just thought were just disgusting liars for taking advantage of Giovanni because he was politically powerful, but like way too gross to have sex with. Ew. Well, those people exist though. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. None of our listeners, of course, but I hope none of them would catch the three of us in bed together and then hack us to pieces. Well, maybe, well, maybe I would. would. We'd probably uh, deserve it. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so, for the record, <laughs> Giovanni is not anywhere in hell. So his murderous vengeance against his brother and wife is all good. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> 
Uh, circle three is gluttony. Uh, souls damned here wallow in a putrid slush created by an unending filthy rain. Uh, the damned okay. here are crushed and stra- scratched by uh, a three-headed beast called Cerberus. Um, in the Inferno, he is described directly as Il Gran Vermo, which actually translates to The Great Worm. Strangely enough, this means the portrayal in the video game Dante's Inferno comes across as more accurate than most classical art, which depicts the traditional three-headed dog. three-headed dog. Because it is a giant three-headed worm in the game, and it's one of the bosses you fight. Okay. Yeah. Very cool. So he seems to have had his own version of Cerberus uh, in the what? in the pod. I thought Cerberus. I thought Cerberus went back to ancient Greece, though. It, Does it not? It did. Yeah, Cerberus is it is from ancient Greek mythology as well. But describing Cerberus in this context as the Great Worm apparently different. Okay, so Cerberus maybe maybe Dante got it wrong. You're saying like all the like everybody but the video game got it wrong. But maybe everybody about the video game and Dante himself got it wrong when he described it, it as a worm instead of a dog. That's up to you. Jamie, what were you going to say? No, I was just saying uh, that my input was, yeah, it is in Greek mythology because I played God of War and it had three heads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not, nothing important. I wasn't yeah. anything. <laughs> honestly, Jamie, honestly, Jamie, I was thinking to Disney's Hercules and I was like, well, it was guarding. He was guarding Hades uh, then. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. Uh, either way, whether or not Dante got it right or wrong or everybody else did, uh, Virgil fills all three of its mouths with mud, which somehow keeps them safe, uh, and they get through the circle of gluttony. Uh, Dante I- I'm meets and- Dune right now. You can't stop a worm like that, man. Yeah. Well, apparently you can. If you're a, a poet ghost, does Aquinot saw the rock have fucking poet ghost powers? I don't think so. No. The Atreides family does not have a poet ghost. Uh, oh, well. They have Bene, Bene Gesserits who can read but, minds, but are not poet ghosts. No Please. poet ghosts. Uh, Dante <laughs> meets and speaks to an unnamed contemporary of his who is nicknamed Siaco or Hog, uh, and they uh, discuss the political strife in Florence and then move on. Oh, it's Piggy from uh, Lord of the Flies. <laughs> yeah, after he gets end. after he gets crushed to death by rocks, he because he was <laughs> the fat one. He goes to gluttony. <laughs> Circle four, cash. Money, baby. Greed. Cash money. It is greed. Uh, Guarded by the Greek god of wealth, Plutus. Uh, Greed is where people who valued material wealth over spiritual purity. Uh, Here, cardinals, priests, and popes who took money from the church along with greedy hoarders joust with gigantic weights that they must push with their chests. Um, (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't really understand it. I looked at some classical art. Generally speaking, it's just a bunch of naked dudes who have to push giant rocks into each other. <laughs> I, I pictured this is like Dr. Seuss. Like, you know, when they get those crazy uh, Christmas presents and stuff, like where, with all these crazy contraptions. Oh, yeah. Them, how they're pushing something with their chest and jousting. Yeah. The Grinch yeah. would very likely be in one of the circles of hell. And I think there is definitely at some point the four fluffy feathers of a fiffer feffer feff are certainly somewhere in, <laughs> in the uh, Divine Comedy. We can all agree, though, that uh, like a demolition derby where every entry entrant was uh, Sisyphus, like with a giant boulder that he had to push, would just be the worst demolition derby in the world, right? Yeah, it's all very slow and pointless, but it's yeah. it's, it's like the ultimate the ultimate weight now around them because they didn't value people over material. Now they just have this big lump of material that they must push at other men. 
at all times. <laughs> uh, he yeah. does specifically point out cardinals, priests, and popes who took money from the church. So Dante is very anti-indulgence, uh, uh, which we'll get into later. He's not... Uh, yeah, he's, he's, he's not into that whole, like, pay for your sins cash or card he's much more of a uh, he, he's much more of a traditional catholic um so we're going to come now to another dirty river in circle five uh wrath is a floodplain for the river sticks uh which we mentioned earlier uh here the actively wrathful fight and bite each other on the surface of the slime and then the passively wrathful just sit below just barely below the surface staring up through the muck just simmering just stewing on it huh? yeah yeah I love I love that you say fight and bite. Like bite isn't a part. Biting isn't a part of the fighting. It's like its own thing. They probably got a bite section of the pool. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how organized yeah, the river sticks is. Here for biters. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one sounds like it honestly could be an okay place if, but th- their own wrath is what's just making it a bad place. It's like if everybody just chilled out and you're just on a lazy river at this point. I mean, it's their own wrath that sent them there, according to yeah. Dante, right? I mean, I, you could say the same about uh, the last, right? If you stop being lusty and you stop like trying to have sex with everybody, you could probably just like all live together and like have a good time. Or if, if you stop trying to be the winner of the rock pushing competition, you'd probably just be like, we're all going to stop pushing rocks and have a good time, right? Yeah, exactly. So, I wonder like after X amount of years if they'd get there, if they're just kind of cursed to... With their sins forever. Do you, do you, Peter? And you would know the answer to this because you're you're a scholar. You have a PhD in uh, uh, modern theology, and you've studied yeah. Dante extensively. Uh, but do, do you move? But do people move between levels? Like, it, I know there's a purgatory, and then there's a. I know Dante moves between levels, and obviously, uh, he's he's guided there by someone. But do other people? Do does your layman? Does your average Joe? your blue collar worker get to go from wrath because he's wrathful to being lusty uh someday no uh, you don't get to go back to the sex party well we all aspire to lustiness though don't we <laughs> we all we definitely all want to go back to the sex hurricane but <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, not in this instance uh damnation is eternal but we will talk about something a little wrinkle for that uh later on okay um Right, uh, Dante uh, meets Filippo uh, Filippo Argenti, who is a dead Florentine politician here in Wrath. Um, who just wouldn't you know it? It's just like some guy he knew in life that he just didn't seem to like very much. Is in <laughs> this Wrath. Guy's angry. This guy's angry all the time. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna write something that will stand the test of time, smearing him. <laughs> yeah. I'm not an angry person, but I'm just going to smear this person for the next 800 years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Um, he was on the opposite side of the war that resulted in Dante's exile. So Filippo <laughs> Argenti uh, was just a politician again, just on the wrong side of right, apparently. Yeah, yeah. Well. Wrath for you. Um, another ferryman from Greek mythology, uh, Philegius, gets Virgil and Dante across the river to the city of Dis. Uh, and the buildings in Dis are described as gigantic red mosques. So I, they'd have, probably have that big bulbous top with the spike on it. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. I know I, what a per- mosque looks like. Yeah, I know what a mosque looks like. Exactly. Uh, you see in one mosque, you see in every mosque, right? Yeah. Hey, baby, I know a mosque. I, I know I know a difference between a mosque and a synagogue. Don't you worry about it. I'm a buildings <laughs> I guy. I have no idea what a synagogue looks like. Uh, yeah, I actually don't at all. <laughs> I, could, I, could point out, I could point out a Christian church, yep. and I could probably point out a mosque. 
But then sometimes they fool you. Sometimes they you got like, oh, we're the funky church, and we're we made ourselves look like a mosque, and you're like, god damn it. Yeah, I was here for Islam. Stay in your lane, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> funky, uh, funky church people go to limbo. We know that already. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. The guiltless damned is when you go to one yeah, of those par- party churches where your pastor is like either a woman or like a really young guy who's fun. Yeah, yeah, exactly. None of that shit. He sits backwards on his chair. He's very relatable. He sits backwards <laughs> on his pew. Yeah, <laughs> rotates his pew around and sits around it. <laughs> he just does the splits on the pew and he faces backwards. <laughs> hey, let me uh, let me lay down some 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 hot Christianity for you. Are you picking it up, brother? And it's yeah, like brother? Dante's just sitting there. He's like, I don't like this at all. You're yeah. you're going to wrath. <laughs> That's it. Fourth layer, buddy. Fourth layer. You keep yeah. pushing it. You're going to fifth. Okay, watch it. So within the city of Dis lies the rest of hell. So this is kind of like, it's like a border town of hell between like sin, which is bad. But now we get into the, like the really heavy duty evil, like, well, what he considers evil, uh, but also yeah. like the more brutal eternal torture because uh, the next circle, the first more circle than, within the city the, of Dis the running around naked, getting stung by wasps for the rest of eternity. Uh, well, I mean. Everything is somebody's fetish, and I'm not here to kink shame, but at least hear all the circles before you decide whether or not the wasps and the pus are worse than what we're about to get into. Okay. Okay. So within Dis is the uh, next circle, uh, which I believe is the sixth is what we're at here. Uh, And this is heresy. Um, Heretics here are trapped inside flaming tombs. Okay. To burn alive for all eternity and never actually die. Uh, these include the Greek philosopher uh, Epicurus, who stated the soul dies with the body, like an idiot. <laughs> and apparently other Florentine politicians who Dante really, really didn't like at all. That is so overkill. Like, imagine having an idea your soul dies with your body and like, no, your soul stays alive and yours will burn for eternity. Yeah. yeah. No, you know what? You know what? The soul actually stays alive and you're going to regret it, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> repent. You're going to wish it died with the body. Yeah. Or at least repent and be a virtuous pagan. Because if, yeah. if you're pre-Christ, you kind of just end up in limbo if you were a good person. But you can't repent in the afterlife. This is what you told me. You can't, no, you, you cannot. Can't Jesus move. Jesus popped by to pick up his buds. He came back for the homies, like yeah. Adam and, and Abel, right? Yeah. And Rachel. He See, came back for the cast of Friends. The, the Christian God is a fair God, but at the same time, he's very petty. And he oh, will yeah. not not let the slightest slip slide. Because like, if you think about this, the scope of eternity, he's like, yeah, for 50 years, you were kind of an asshole to me. You know, the first 20, you couldn't really form an opinion. Because you were too young. And then, you know, from 20 to 70, you were, you know, you kind of uh, said no. So for the next 100,000 trillion years, uh, you're going to burn in hell for it. Like, yeah. You know, that seems like a fair punishment. Yeah. You said the soul dies with the body. Just to prove how wrong you were, I'm going to burn you alive forever. <laughs> forever. Sounds fair to me. So, uh, <laughs> and at least they have like an in-flight or burning alive movie that doesn't yeah. burn. <laughs> 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 I guess yeah. they get the, the transit magazine that they get to just like browse like things on sale like <laughs> for $120 like okay oh they've got duty free vodka and wrath that's nice yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, have, they have flight attendants that stop by every now and then you get like a little mini coke you know you get like <laughs> this much you get 50 milliliters of coke it gets whatever. so warm so fast in that burning tomb 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they give you like the little tiny cup of water that like instantly evaporates. As yeah. As you- yeah. <laughs> it, it, boil, it boils off before it can get to your lips. It's just another punishment. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is, a, this is more frustrating than it is torturous. I don't really know how to feel here. <laughs> um, so Farinata Delgi Uberti uh, was a Florentine aristocrat and military leader of the Ghibelline faction in Florence. Oh, uh, Studio Ghibelline. Yeah, st- yeah, <laughs> yeah, so he made Spirited Away, and obviously the Spirited Away dies with the body, asshole, yeah. so you're going to heresy. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, so he was part of the Ghibelline faction. So after the Guelphs regained control of Florence, this is really funny because you guys have joked about this already, about, like, punishments after you're dead. Uh, after the Ghibli- Guelphs had regained control of Florence, Uberti and his wife were both exhumed and tried for heresy. Uh, Hell yeah, dude. The kangaroo court obviously found these two corpses guilty and sent them, sentenced them to a posthumous execution. So, there was a... <laughs> Wait, what? Was, and I just yeah. read this today, and it, it's relevant to modern-day politics with all like the statues uh, being hot topics in uh, the UK and, and the US or whatever. Yeah. But in ancient Greece, there was a guy who uh, fought a statue, tried to tear it down, uh, the statue felt to- like toppled over and crushed him to death. The, stat- the statue, the statue was tried for murder, found guilty, and thrown into the sea. And then the Oracle of Delphi said, "No, uh, you'll, the the country will never prosper unless you pardon the statue." So they they went out and they dredged it up, and and grabbed the statue out and pulled it up. And so oh the moral of the story God. is, any statue worth defending will defend itself. Okay. <laughs> I would be fucking so sad if, like, a statue of Robert E. Lee while being pulled down during a protest (laughs) fucking crushed someone to death. I'd just be like, oh, man, just, like, you just can't have anything nice, can we? (laughs) That's a sign of someone who is being paid to do something, and their desk is just way too fucking empty. Oh, yeah. Why would you go to court for a statue? If you had anything to do, you would not be doing that. You, th- you think, like, Greek politicians were just like, wow, I mean, we invented democracy, and I guess just the world's going to take care of itself from now on. We really need some hobbies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. We got to start litigating, you know what yeah. I mean? Like, <laughs> otherwise the people are going to vote us out of office. Like. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, after being found guilty of heresy after he died and then presumably chopped up his, uh, into a dusty skeleton, uh, he's burning forever in a tomb. Good. Yeah. Uh, so now, uh, Dante, I think probably came up with the concept of the nine circles of hell before he started writing because now he gets really committed to the nine circles of hell but now some of these other ones have like mini rings inside of them so instead of going to like 15 circles he just was just like yeah but there's other shit inside these other circles like it's like little russian nesting dolls of sin yeah yeah it's probably like like dan brown teaches us that uh certain numbers are very important and i assume to dante and the the catholic church at the time nine was an important number for whatever reason yeah yeah yeah, that's probably it's probably in at least one of the Da Vinci Code books. Yeah, most of Dan this Brown is the, the prophet, Code. probably. Yeah. Saint 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 Dan Brown. Saint Dan Brown. <laughs> uh, so now we're coming to the seventh circle. Uh, this is violence, and this is the first one with multiple mini rings within it because I guess he couldn't decide on how to torture people who had been violent. Um, the first mini ring is uh, violence against neighbors. Uh, this is a boiling lake of blood patrolled by centaurs, uh, filled with murderers, warmongers, and tyrants. Uh, this lake, cool. yeah, it's it's the, some of the artwork for this one is fucking wild. 
like fucking especially like it's like a lot of it is some of that like old-timey medieval art where everybody just looks casually bored but they're all yeah, like yeah. chest deep in boiling blood <laughs> <laughs> i gotta say oh, though, no not this again yeah italians really know how to cook and if you get boil like your blood to boil at a perfect temperature add yeah. a sinful human that's a great meal well, I see. You see, I think the common misconception is you don't want it to boil. You really want it to simmer. You just yeah. want like the occasional bubble. You know, that's really well. The simmers so would only be taken as boiling, but it was actually a simmering lake of blood. Oh yeah, the, you exactly. think that you're supposed to take off the hair before putting them in, but no, you have to strain the hair out afterwards. Exactly. You keep the hair water for when you make the sauce. <laughs> <laughs> and like obviously you you wouldn't want to ruin the bottom of the lake of blood so you never put it on max right because then you get hot spots in the lake and that's bullshit yeah 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 Yeah. Yeah. take care of your rivers of blood kids is the lesson here (laughs) uh, because if you take care of them you can keep them forever you can give them to your kids on their wedding whatever right um yeah so this lake is the phlegathon from greek mythology uh and the centaurs shoot sinners who rise up out of the blood further than they are allowed so you're assigned a submerge level, depending on how violent you were against other people. Um, and if you try and climb out further, a centaur will shoot you with an arrow. Um, one of them is actually <laughs> named see Nessus. The nips, you'll get the tip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a t-shirt they all have on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then there's like a black line drawn in Sharpie, depending on what their their actual level is. Right? Oh, I was yeah. thinking the centaurs would have a uniform that the sinners themselves oh, yeah. are, all, are all, all, all. Yeah, it's like a wet t-shirt contest, but it's boiling blood. And they have the yeah, line I, there just for I think it's a better punishment if you make the, if you make the victims wear that that shirt though right like yeah because it'd be harder to drag yourself out with like a wet t-shirt on or the wet t-shirt yeah. on yeah get way down with blood cleopatra from the video game she had an easy time right because those nips were way down low oh yeah and she was yeah. topless so i mean frankly she was probably the fastest person in the lake were <laughs> was she in violence of course she's condemned to be in the the, the fuck hurricane or whatever the hell we called it <laughs> yeah <laughs> yes um right uh, but anyway it's patrolled by centaurs one of which is named nessus and there's a centaur nessus in destiny 2 it's one of the locations oh cool yeah um right uh next uh excuse me uh the centaur nessus from destiny 2 blah blah, blah i just said that um some other neat landmarks within the lake of blood are alexander the great and attila the hun okay because yeah. dante uh, considered them to be warmongers uh, next is the second ring. It's the Forest of Suicides, uh, which is violence against the self. It's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, this That's is where for Logan pe- Paul went. I saw that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so this is for people who attempted or successfully committed suicide, and they're transformed into thorny trees uh, and are constantly fed on by harpies, which are ha- horrible half-crone, half-bird monsters from Greek mythology. Yeah. Uh, Dante breaks a branch off of one of the trees and it begins to bleed. Okay. So, so he's... Pl- I guess the, the bodies of those people. They become the trees. So this is like the yeah. Twisted Father uh, from Blasphemous, which we talked about. Where he, yeah. he, he became a tree and it was horribly painful and he ended up becoming God, which is something he actually wanted to listen to our Blasphemous episode. The Forest of Suicides, the people are twisted and contorted into thorny trees as punishment for committing violence against the self. I wonder, like, whenever you uh, tap a a maple tree, it'll have sap that comes out. You can make syrup out of that. I wonder what kind of syrup you'd get if you made it out of people trees. 
I mean, I Quebec would get their fucking maple syrup mob on the forest of suicides in a second if they could. I guarantee it. The Quebec premier would say there's no such thing as systemic violence against maple trees. So. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to put it on my pancakes, but I would sell it to Americans for way too way more than it's worth if I had to, <laughs> or or other tourists really. Yeah. Uh, where do we have here? Right. Uh, this branch that he breaks off tells him the story of Pietro della Vigna, uh, who was a diplomat who studied law in Bologna, or in Bologna, as they would normally call it. Uh, and he was accused of heresy and blinded, and then eventually killed himself. Um, okay. His presence here suggests that Dante did not believe the accusations of heresy, since he is not in heresy with the other heretics, burning in a tomb. But... He still considers suicide to be a sin, so he does end up in hell, but not for the crimes he was accused of. Okay, so yeah. Dante's on his side. Dante, for what it's worth, in the 1300s, is fairly progressive in some ways, but definitely does have like for his... For the 1300s, it's pretty it's, easy, right? Yeah, exactly. It's a, it's a very low bar in limbo. Yeah. Um like for, for like for us looking back but like he's just like well i don't actually believe this guy was a heretic but he killed himself so hell it is but he doesn't have to burn alive he's just a prickly tree now um but but just just a little technicality it'd be a high bar in limbo right well it depends on yeah i guess it depends easy on to, how easy to pass right easy to pass under yeah exactly he wouldn't have to unbutton his hawaiian shirt if, yeah. he, was, if he was if he was competing and he could probably still keep his iced tea with him yeah 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 Ethan Probably. is actually quite good at limbo. I saw, I saw a video of you at our last office beach party, and you could get low, my friend. I don't remember doing that. Yeah. So there we go. I well, wasn't there. Someone sent me a video. They said, look what your friend is doing. <laughs> limbo is reserved for the uh, the guiltless damned and Ethan when he's drunk. And project managers and software QA. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Um so like I said, it, he, he doesn't seem like he, he doesn't believe that he was a heretic. Uh, Vinya explains that suicide is unique among death and they will not be returned to their bodies during final judgment since they threw their bodies away and they will return to Earth as these trees with their own corpses hanging from them. So this is kind of the way out of hell is on final judgment. Jesus is supposed to come back and rescue all of the souls except people in the forest of suicides. Okay. So that's, that's how stupid. you that's how you get out. You just need to wait for the end of time. Unless you unless you attempted suicide at any point in your life. Well, that you is have, also yeah. You could have such a magnificent life and it could be like overshadowed by like one low point just for eternity. And so, apparently apparently according to Dante, Jesus doesn't give a fuck. He already came back for yeah. the homies once. He's not coming back twice. No, 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 no. What if someone grabbed you and then like put a knife in your hand and held it and it was like stop killing yourself stop killing yourself would that, that that's absolutely yeah that would that counts as suicide of course okay. i'm pretty sure that person who would who was saying that would go to violence against neighbors and well, i don't know about that all of that lake of that blood if that's not suicide then i'm suddenly guilty of murder and i refuse to believe that okay <laughs> that's fair all right yeah that's true <laughs> that that guy you that, that guy you did that to definitely did kill himself and he's a tree now <laughs> you're right you've been told him to stop i told him to stop. he's been told him to stop the whole time actually yeah. uh there's a third ring of violence uh this is violence against god art and nature since art and nature are the children of god apparently uh and okay. this is a scorching desert of sand where uh snow-like flakes of fire fall from the sky at all times um Good. blasphemers lie on their backs facing the sky 
uh, usurers, or loan sharks, as we would call them today, huddle and cry while sodomites run in circles. I love that loan sharks are enemies of nature. Uh, they're enemies art. of uh, art, god, or nature. But yes. Yeah. 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 You'll sell uh, that guitar at what price? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Scorch names we have sand for you. Summer. Don't say that. Don't say that. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's like a funny one that he finds because he considers art and nature to be violence against God. Um, and then the last one here is sodomites. Uh, now, again, just for the uh, uncomfortable nature of uh, politics in the 1300s, sodomites are not exclusively gay men in hell here, running in circles. Uh, okay. And is it's applied to anyone having sex without the purpose of creating new life. So if you have sex with protection, anything in the butt, whether you're gay or straight or whatever, all sodomy, all oh, heresy. So in the there was no all there violence, was no lusty guys. There's no lusty guys in the lust circle trying to jack off because they they were sodomites. Jacking off would be sodomy, right? Uh, Paris probably jerked off at least once, and he's in lust. But you spill your seed. That's sodomy. So how do you decide? How do you decide which which uh, which you end up in? Whether it's luster, whether it's lust or it's violence against God, yeah, that's a that's a good question. <laughs> nice plot hole, Dante. Got him. Yeah, so people are going to stop reading it now. I think. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah we d- well, canceled we'll Dante. Got him. It's seven hundred <laughs> years, and gentlemen. We got him. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Uh, so these crimes were all uh, considered unnatural or sterile. And considered crimes against God. Okay. So, there you go. Um, yeah. Um, so, while there were no actual official accusations of homosexuality or sodomy against Dante's old friend Bruno Latini, uh, he is found jogging in circles of sand. So, he even put somebody he grew up with, knew, and liked very much in the violence against God section, jogging in circles right. because... He, I guess, thought he was a sodomite. After a lot of wine one night, he tried to kiss Dante. Dante said no. (laughs) That's how it went down, yeah. I mean, honestly, that that would not surprise me. Just confess to Dante, like, oh, yeah, I jacked off one time. Oh, wow. Well, oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Let me just, oh, sorry, I got to write in my journal. I just thought, yeah. I remembered I didn't write my journal today. I write my journal every day. I didn't write my journal. So I'm just going to do that now. Okay. It's not about you. It's not about you and jerking off. No, 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 no. No, no, exactly. It's about somebody else I know who also told me this a similar thing. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you just remind me. That's all. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I got to pick up this thing. I got to write this down. Uh, <laughs> Bruno Latini, sodomite? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the runoff from the Lake of Blood pours over a huge cliff, and Z- uh, Virgil summons Garion from below. Uh, oh, the Pokemon? The Magikarp evolution? That's Gyarados, yeah. Oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> <I get laughs> They're similar. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, in the Inferno, he is d- depicted as a gigantic flying monster with the body of a dragon, legs of a lion, uh, stinger of a scorpion, and a human face of an honest man. Uh, whatever okay. that means. So, like Santa Claus, fuck maybe, um, because he is the monster. Because <laughs> he is the monster of fraud. <laughs> yeah, like imagine Santa with like a a a wyvern body, scorpion's tail, but then just like the Santa face. Ho ho ho! Uh, he's qual- he's classified as the monster of fraud. Uh, the design in the Inferno is supposed to evoke the concept of a fraudster, which is why it has like a disarmingly friendly face, but behind it a cold-blooded reptilian body loaded with poison. Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, Makes he's sense. a visual metaphor in a book. So and powerful enough legs to chase down an honest man, and wear his face. Mm-hmm. Um, Garion is from Greek mythology, however, doesn't have an established brand of any kind. Uh, he is sometimes depicted as having one human body and three heads, sometimes twelve limbs total. Sometimes he has three fused bodies. Um, either way, he's Virgil and Dante's next Uber ride. Um, yeah, <laughs> basically. So they ride on Garion down to the eighth circle of hell, which is fraud. But it, but he ends up taking like a ton of back routes, and he just like you know like he doesn't go straight there. It just ends up like he ends up riding the fare up so much. It's just, yeah. Yeah. And it's just I fraud. just there's normally a lot exactly there's not really a lot of traffic down the fraud down just through the river of blood you know we're just gonna loop back up have you guys seen lust it's fucking crazy there yes we've seen lust yeah yeah oh uh, yeah but you know, you know it's it's the, oh i got the meter running by the way but uh you know, yeah, like the, the, the highway to fraud it's always so backed up you know just all those fronts that's trying to get in they just can't wait so we're just gonna go away that i know all Don't that worry. construction that right just never lust. ends <laughs> every montreal construction worker would go to fucking fraud I don't, I don't believe they do anything. <laughs> um, right, so down to the eighth circle. Um, I'm going to run through this circle fairly quickly because fraud is another, like, sorted and organized hell uh, represented as an amphitheater of filthy ditches, or bolgia, leading up from a giant well. Uh, and it is all supported by massive stone spines, like the ribs of an umbrella, apparently. Uh, okay. Bolgia one, panderers and seducers, uh, those who took advantage of others' passions. Uh, they run in two lines around the amphitheater in opposite directions, all the while being whipped by horned, horned de- demons. Excuse me. Um, Jason of Toronto Argonaut fame is here, uh, due to marrying and deserting multiple women while seeking the golden fleece. So Dante, nope. sure, he thinks that, you know, women pursuing their sexuality d- dissolve in the fuck hurricane. He's also, history's first feminist because like how dare you abandon your wives jason fraud for you yeah yeah worse for you honestly than the women which is fair i think uh, yeah, i think so i mean the lower the lower down you go the more serious the sin so technically yes because the hurricane miserable can't get your rocks off but you're not being whipped by horned demons but that's it like it's, it's a windy it's a windy existence you know what yeah I mean? exactly this is like you have to constantly run and get whipped by demons yeah which, which is much much worse i would say yeah I can't uh, run for shit. Dante, not a fan of broken families. Big fan of whipping demons, though. <laughs> demons whip hard, too, man. Oh, yeah. yeah. They do. Harder, uh, than, harder than your average human. Bolgia, too. Uh, flatterers. Those who exploited people's desires and fears. Uh, they're literally just soaked in a ditch of shit. Um, basically, Loreboy's canon, talk shit, get hit, was coined by Dante in Latin while observing the second Bolgia with Virgil. Talk shit, end up in a ditch of shit. Yeah, forever. Forever. Uh, yeah. yeah, so this one I had to look up here. Bolgia 3 is uh, Simoniacs. Um, simony the is... Simoniacs. <laughs> <laughs> we paid the Pope for all our slacks. Um, because simony is the selling of ranks within the Catholic Church. Um, when okay. Dante arrives, Pope Nicholas III is upside down in a stone tube with fire burning his feet. Um, popes, down, huh? however, that get uh, like condemned here for simony seem to rotate out in shifts as he is set to be replaced with the, when the next corrupt pope dies, and so on and so forth. So they've only got one roasting pope at a time. Where these popes go afterwards, I don't know yet. 
and may never know, but uh, it's for the Simoniacs. Anybody who sold rank within the church, boom. Upside down in the tube, fire burning your feet. Upside down in the tube you go. Yeah, You don't want to slow cook your pope for too long because the meat will get tough. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you need to get a new a new pope in there, and yeah. then and it just ruins it. There's no moisture left, so your pulled pope is all gross. Well, you you just keep adding stock to the to the tube though, and it'll keep it juicy. Oh, that'll keep yeah. it nice juicy. That'll keep the juicy it'll pope a moist pope. Yeah. They, had, uh, they had Pope Benedict, but I really don't like hollandaise sauce. Yeah, yeah no. Yeah. <laughs> First thing well, he's going in next. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Simony is named after Simon Magus, who offered to pay Saint Peter for holy power. Uh, but never bribe a snitch because St. Peter told Jesus. Oh, no, Peter. <laughs> or something like that, yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, St. Peter snitched on Simon Magus and then apparently named a fucking sin after him, so. But then St. Peter still ended up in the stocks upside down? No, um, that was uh, Pope Nicholas III. St. Peter Nicholas. guards the gates of heaven. He's like the valet. Oh, that's right. The he valet. Punches your, he punches your ticket. Um, Bolgia four sorcerers, false prophets, and fortune tellers. Uh, people who try to <laughs> people who try to usurp like God's it, it, yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> people who try to usurp God's uh, prerogative by prying into the future. They physically have their heads completely turned around 180 degrees and are forced to march backwards for eternity, blinded by their own tears. So they can never look forward, right? Because exactly. that's what they were doing. They were looking forward in time. Exactly. Beautiful metaphor. Uh, Bolgia 5. You'll like this one, Ethan. Corrupt politicians. Okay. Good. Yeah. Uh, they are immersed in a river of boiling black tar, uh, representing their dark secrets. Uh, they are also whipped, scratched, and roasted by flying demons. And I mean roasted in the modern comedy sense, as there are a bunch of demons flying around, physically abusing these politicians, and also, like, making fun of them like openly yeah. mocking them oh my god could you imagine open season on ted cruz in a boiling pit of tar like oh dude on. yeah <laughs> be too easy yeah you've got you've got the the voice actor for mr potato head who's down there and he's just like flying around whipping them and shit <laughs> <laughs> oh god i wish i could remember that guy's name anyway um the death of christ caused an earthquake in hell uh which destroyed the bridge or like the spine down to Bolgia six and caused more damage further down. So Virgil had some of the hilarious demons scout ahead to make sure that they stay safe. So he asks a favor from these flying comedians, basically, uh <laughs> to make sure things are cool because again they're they're not sinners and uh Dante is still alive. So he I do love that I do love that the top ring of heaven uh, is uh, com- is reserved for comedians, and their their reward is to go down to hell and just roast corrupt politicians. Oh, dude! I mean, I I would fucking love that. If it, it, <laughs> that's my ultimate ambition, is just like I just want a part time job in hell where I can roast politicians and like roast whip at them and claw them and shit. But like, ah, oh, I mean, just like so much, there's so much material to work with. And frankly, yeah. we've got all of eternity is open mic. Are you kidding me, dude? Yeah, the the jokes write themselves. Honestly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, Bolgia six is hypocrites, uh, forced to walk in circles through narrow, through the narrow ditch wearing beautiful gilded robes of immaculate silk. Uh, however, inside they're made of lead, symbolizing the outward of appearance of a hypocrite and the internal weight of their sin. Okay. So you look good, but goddamn, are you tired? <laughs> Forever. Yeah. Probably having lead against all of your skin for eternity would probably be pretty sickening as well. 
yeah i yeah it, it would probably start getting i know it's like radioactively neutral but it would definitely rub off and you'd probably end up with some blood poisoning i mean yeah lead poisoning's the thing it, it, it shouldn't have been it drops, you shouldn't have been so it hypocritical drops, it drops your intelligence they say the the average iq and i know iq is like pr- a problematic measure of intelligence but they say when they switched to unleaded gas in the united states the average iq rose by two points yeah it causes like permanent intellectual damage as far as i yeah. know yeah it, it makes you it makes you angry a lot and it makes you dumb well don't 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 be a hypocrite or else you're going to bulge at six and to just be dumb and physically and mentally slow i guess just huffing leaded gasoline all day yeah just like a big bucket of paint around his neck he's like i regret everything Bolgia 7 is for thieves. Uh, the bridge, once again, having been destroyed. Uh, this Bolgia is filled with thieves being choked to death by monstrous snakes. Um, <laughs> one thief calling himself Vanny Fucci is bitten on the throat by a serpent, bursts into flames, and then arises again from his own ashes to be tortured. So, good. Yeah. Don't steal. <laughs> Don't steal. Yeah. Don't do uh, it. Bolgia 8 is the Counselors of Fraud. Uh, here, a two-headed flame burns Ulysses and Diomedes as punishment for the creation of the Trojan horse. <laughs> oh my god. Specifically. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, like, the, the, <laughs> the ninth the, level of Bolgia is specifically reserved for people who make giant wooden animals in order to deceive enemies. It's, it's Bolgia 8, but yes, exactly. <laughs> It's like, I don't like this at all. But yeah, counselors of fraud. Okay. Bolsha you know 9 like, are the... It's torture, but at least it's not crowded. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, sure, yeah. you've got that at two-headed got flame burning you alive, huh? but you've got elbow space. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Bolsha 9 are the sowers of discord. Um, so the people who made this app. Mm-hmm. Um, they are mutilated by a demon for eternity. Uh, it has a giant knife and it just hacks people apart. Uh, and this represents how they tried to divide people from each other and or God in life. Internet trolls. Yeah. 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 yeah that's where they Good would control. go. And then finally, uh, Bolgia 10 are the falsifiers, uh, seen by Dante as a disease on society. Uh, they all suffer from various afflictions. Uh, alchemists are also classified as falsifiers. Okay, sure, yeah. sure. Magic was very not cool with the Catholic Church, so that's why you have the fortune tellers have their heads spun around, and then alchemists, who I guess it's like the lead into gold thing, where you just like plate They're something is gold. is falsifying they can, they can get rich and what is the what is the last thing that the catholic church wants an inflation on the value of gold right yeah you don't want that or else and then if you buy if you buy your job you get go to simony or you end up in yeah. greed he's got uh, honestly he did he really thought of it all yeah <laughs> right all the sins how can he be so so intimately familiar with sins though? Was he yeah. some kind of sinner? <laughs> We're all sinners. It's just like how you you know recognize it. Um, finally, Virgil and Dante approach the well at the center of the amphitheater, and below is the ninth and final circle of hell. Uh, inside the well are all of the classical mythological and biblical giants uh those who were rebelled against olympus are changed uh however uh chained excuse me uh virgil points out nimrod who tried to in the bible tried to build the tower of babel great hunter yep and then uh the giant antaeus uh who did not attack olympus and i guess in this instance was 
a moderate, but is not is also not being tortured. Uh, he actually safely lowers Virgil and Dante into the ninth circle through the well. So the unchained giant gets help, or uh, is, they get help from help. him to lower them down into the ninth circle. Fun fact about Nimrod. Uh, Nimrod in common um, verbiage or vernacular is uh, means means idiot. Yeah. But that's because it's from a uh, Looney Tunes cartoon. Bugs Bunny called calls Elmer Fudd Nimrod, mockingly calling him a great hunter when he was a very bad hunter. Uh, but American audiences didn't didn't know who Nimrod was, so they just said, "Oh, that he must be calling him an idiot," and it became it came to mean idiot from that. A fun huh. fact about that too: uh, Nimrod, when you say it backwards, sounds a lot like uh, Doorman. <laughs> yeah, uh, fair, fair. Doorman. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> All right, you can have that one. <laughs> so the ninth circle of hell is a massive frozen lake called Kakitus, C-O-C-Y-T-U-S, uh, again, from Greek mythology. So when Dante ran out of people to hate, uh, he just did his fan fiction about his favorite old comics more than anything. <laughs> <laughs> and Sonichi del Hedgehog, or whatever the fuck I yeah, said. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, the ninth circle represents treachery uh, to your family, to your country, guests, and the Lord. Uh, here we can find the biblical Cain, who killed his brother Abel, uh, mm -hmm. and Abel was rescued by Jesus after he was crucified. So Abel good, Cain bad. Mm -hmm. uh, he is frozen up to his neck, but able to bow his head and protect his face from the freezing wind. Uh, traitors to their country are frozen up to their jawline, so they can't move their heads. Uh, Dante trips over the head of a traitorous Guelph named Boca Delgi Abati. So this is a guy who betrayed Dante's side in the Guelph yeah. Ghibelline <laughs> conflict, and he trips over him, which I guarantee he saw him coming and then like casually looked up at the sky or whatever, and then just like oh, yeah. really fucking got him in the nose with the tip of his like pointed cardinal <laughs> shoe or whatever right it's like the oh no it was literally frozen up to his jaw like <laughs> del gel body bro oh, i haven't I seen you since you literally betrayed me oh man i didn't see you there wow Ooh. what are the chances that we find each other here though you frozen up to your neck and me walking freely <laughs> <laughs> and me also not dead yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, dante however does not react so quite so casually dante in the poem berates a body whilst the man is frozen up to his neck <laughs> because apparently walking through hell didn't teach him anything about compassion he just yeah, finds this guy who he hated in life who's currently dead and then writes about how it's like oh yeah and i hate him so much i actually talk shit well he can't do anything he was one of the one of the comedian demons above the lake of tar right in that oh yeah moment. <laughs> the, the lake of boiling pitch full of politicians oh, yeah uh, traders to their guests are frozen facing upwards so that their tears freeze into their eyes. Um, traitors to their lord god are entirely frozen in ice. However, they are twisted into physically impossible positions. Yikes. Yeah. Um, Dante chill, dude. Dante got no chill. Uh, especially not when everybody's frozen. This would be... <laughs> this is where everybody else got chill, so he's out. He's He's spent. He's like, man... I think I heard one of those whipping demons say the same joke twice, and I was like, really, guys? Fuck me. <laughs> it's like right at the at the end of a bit, and he comes around the other side of the amphitheater, and his bit starts over again. He's just like, man, nobody wants to work hard down here, even in hell. Hmm. Com <laughs> comedians, lazy. 
<laughs> like the rest of us. <laughs> and at the very center of hell, and at the very cent of, uh, center of the lake, we have Satan. Uh, referred to as Dis by Dante. Uh, condem- condemned for the ultimate crime, personal treachery against God. Obviously. Because Satan being a fallen angel was there. And this isn't like a by association treachery against God. This is like straight up he was in the room. Spit in his face. Um, Satan is waist deep in the ice and constantly suffering. Uh, He has six massive wings that flap constantly, which is him trying to escape. However, this simply cools the area down and freezes the ice even harder. And this is the wind gonna, that like blasts people in the face when they're frozen. That's what I was going to say. Everyone's just getting fucking blasted by Satan being a, being a further dick and, and betraying them all. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Satan got no chill and he makes it pretty chilly. It, and it's all by accident because Satan's just too treacherous and stupid to realize that if he stopped flapping his wings, the ice would probably it melt. Be so cold. Yeah, yeah, it wouldn't be so dang cold. Uh, he has three faces, uh, one in the middle that is red, one on the right that is yellow, and one on the left that is black. Uh, it is thought that these three colors represent the people of Dante's world who descended from the three sons of Noah. Red for Europeans, uh, descended from Japheth. Uh, yellow for Asiatic, descended from Shem, and black for Egypt, descended from Ham. Okay. Like a little on the nose with the uh, the colors there. A little bit, yeah. I mean, uh, it's the 1300s. It was the 1300s. Yeah, uh, but yes, uh, that's that's why we think he has three faces, is to represent the, the three races of man descended directly from Noah that Dante would have known about in 1302, basically. Yeah. Uh, the three faces cry tears and pus, all the while eternally chewing on a traitor. Uh, left and right chew on the legs of Brutus and Cassius due to their involvement on in the assassination of Julius Caesar, while the center head chews on Judas, Judas Iscariot. Exactly. I was going to say, Judas must be down here somewhere. Oh, yeah. He's been chewed on head first by Satan's center head while his hands flay the meat from his back for all eternity. Good. Uh, Satan seems pretty distracted with all this chewing on traitors and trying to escape the chewing lake of flapping. ice. Yeah, chewing and, chewing and flapping. Uh, so Dante and Virgil manage to climb down his ragged fur towards purgatory. Okay. And that would be the Inferno. Some of the myth, some of the history, some of the legend, all of the fan fiction, obviously. Um, and yeah, so that's uh, the Inferno part of the Divine Comedy. Well, I'm a lot more comfortable knowing that I've never sinned now because now I don't have to deal with any of it. Any of that, yeah. No, I, I think none of those just things repent. apply to me, I don't think. No. So, yeah. I wouldn't I mind a good. summer job as one of those comedy demons, though. That sounds pretty sweet. Yeah. Yeah, but that's that's a reward. Being being uh, roasting politicians is yeah. a good thing. It's not that's not a sin. Being a What's politician. What's the deal with corrupt politicians? Yeah. They can kickbacks <laughs> from corporations. Uh. So, we have some uh, reviews from the last time. Is it a good time to read them now, guys? Yeah, that's the end of hell. We're heading to purgatory in my next episode, uh, barring something important for the SEO. Um, that, that, that's the end of hell. We're he- heading to the heaven of uh, reviews of the Lord Boys podcast on iTunes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Oof. Mm. Yeah. Very good. So, so uh, this review is a five-star review, uh, and it's titled, Puppy's Worst Nightmare. And the person said, I have a seven-month puppy that hates the podcast. At first, I didn't like it uh, because it 
extent that that was an editorial because it extends our short walks into uh long hour affairs and i was like oh okay that's cool they like us that they're walking another editorial another editorial. yeah <laughs> <laughs> much too long for his tiny legs to handle while its owner laughs by himself like a psycho extra marks for being canadian but i'm taking points off for the whole quebec thing and that's fine that's fair uh, th- yeah that was from say it on the air so they you're welcome <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah that's really cool I uh, that's you had us in the first la- half not gonna yeah, in the first half yeah, exactly. yeah um so the next one is epic is uh, is pr- the title is epic and it's a five-star review as well it's by jay fox 22 one of our friends from the discord really funny podcast and is very interesting thank you very much thanks Excellent. so much thanks so much yep and uh those are two reviews for now if you guys leave us a review we will read it out on air as soon as we check them we're a little slow sometimes but uh we will read them when we see them and uh, yeah we won't be we won't be slow for your review i'm sure but if we are i hope you'll forgive us and if we are slow then we will be sent to one of the layers of hell and you can tell us which one yeah the fifth the fifth is actually also reserved for uh people who uh, are too slow reading their reviews uh for their podcast bolja nine filled with one star reviews on itunes are the lore boys (laughs) forced to talk about Uh, BattleTech and magic the gathering for the rest of eternity yeah. Uh, if you don't want to leave a review and you just want to send us an email, I also have two emails from listeners, of course. So Dalton Robertson says, Hey guys, howdy from Texas. Fucking love all the content lately. Uh, with the state of the world in the US the way it, it is, it's nice to have a podcast that's so lighthearted and easy to listen to, so I appreciate it. I know you literally just did an episode about 40k and the Tyranids, but if you ever want to come back to the 40k universe, maybe y'all could do an episode on all the different legions of the space marines like space wolf imperial fist etc and how they turned traitor and such keep up the great work guys i speak for myself when i say y'all's podcast a huge relief lately so thank you thank you dalton robertson for the kind words obviously i will do uh, another uh, 40k episode as soon as anybody tells me to do another 40k episode so stay tuned probably for my next episode where i'm just gonna <laughs> do another 40k episode. So, uh, i'm also uh, very happy to hear that um you like i'm glad that we stayed lighthearted and i'm glad it's cheering you up because that is the point of comedy um i love that you type y'all in an email from texas uh, and also if you want to download a free t-shirt template we've got don't mess with texas but check in on texas available on the <laughs> website theloreboys.com um, and we're happy to check in on texas merch. yeah make your own merch um yeah and when peter says comedy uh that's the purpose of comedy he means comedy in the modern sense not the traditional greek sense Exactly. This podcast is less about roasting or uh, criticizing people we don't like. Yeah. Um, I guess yeah. you could say this episode is really a comedy comedy podcast. You know? Yes. Yeah. D- divine comedy comedy podcast. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, I have another one from an old time friend of the show, Stephen Cigars. Uh, Sigers, not sure how to pronounce your last name, not gonna lie. Uh, hey guys, long time. Sorry it's been so long since I last emailed you guys, but as you know, it's been fucking crazy. Still working in all the crazy shit that this year is throwing at us. Anyway, fuck that. I would love if you guys did the lore on Hitman or more Witcher lore or Magic Werewolf lore. I don't know. Throw me a bone here, guys. Ha 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 ha. Anyway, I hope <laughs> you guys are all staying safe and sane. Say, still your craziest Jersey fan, as always. Superman's dumb friend away. Uh, fuck it. Walks away. Yeah. Always good to hear from you, Steven. Uh, love the emails. Glad to get another one. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I have. Sorry. Anybody else who wants to know what else Peter has? Oh yeah, um, Hitman's a great suggestion because uh, one, Hitman Three just got announced at the PlayStation 
experience or whatever. Um, and I have like a very flimsy hitman skeleton of a script already. So you can see that one in the near future after the Divine Comedy, I'm sure uh, you'll get your request uh, where we will release a podcast that would just thinly disguised as our own, but everyone will totally believe it uh, in the true spirit of Hitman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Always down for more Witcher lore. Always down for, I mean, any, all, all the stuff that you, you recommended is stuff that we'll get to eventually because this podcast will never end. No. Uh, anybody, anybody who wants to reach out to us uh, via email and have their, their shit read on air, even anybody listening <laughs> in the Anybody listening in the Discord right now uh, who wants to just, you know, have your voice heard on air, we'll, we'll read it as long as it's not too scandalous. Uh, nothing that would land us in the nine circles of Dante's hell. Uh, yeah. Just reach out to us at loreboys at gmail, loreboyspodcast at gmail.com or contact at loreboys.com. Uh, yeah. Either of those will get you there. So uh, thanks for listening. I uh, hope you guys have enjoyed the show. Like Jamie said, leave a review. If you don't want to, uh, reach out to us. You guys can find us at the Discord, uh, discord.gg slash a bunch of random letters that don't really mean anything because we don't really have Discord Nitro yet. You can, you can find the link in the description. Uh, reach out to us there. Uh, you can find me personally at Ethan the Dead Man. Uh, we also have the Loreboys Twitter at Loreboys. Uh, and Peter, uh, where can they reach you or uh, the Instagram? Because I know you mostly run that, that shit. Yeah. At Pete O'Donoghue on Twitter, uh, at the Loreboys on uh, Twitter as well, and then at Loreboys Podcast on Instagram. Come check out our title cards, pictures of our pets. If we're ever allowed to go out in public again, possibly at one to three of us in the same room together. Who the fuck knows? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, yeah, thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, If if you're the person who suggested the Dante's Inferno video game, I'm sorry that I forgot, but I really enjoyed this path you sent me on, so thank you in particular, you absolute madman, or madwoman. Uh, probably not a woman, though. There's no women in the Discord. Um, I'll, I'll double down and say uh, th- thank you, because I really enjoyed this episode, you mad oh, person. Good, yeah. Mad lore folk. There you go. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the generic term for unidentified fans of the lore boys. Uh, it's just like some silhouette with a question mark on the forehead um yeah so that's me and uh jamie yeah you can find me uh mostly in the discord is where i spend the most time uh that would be in the about section i saw we got two or three new people this week it's cool Uh, it's it's fairly small right now uh compared to how many people are listening so if you're listening and you want to know how to take it to the next like fan level get in there because there's like like like-minded individuals uh it's just a good place to hang out we play games together uh get in that discord check it in the about section that's all and to wrap it up we have a patreon of course uh thank you so much to all our patrons uh we know you we still see you um if you guys want to get a message on the show just reach out to us you know where to find us uh it's patreon.com slash loreboys anybody who's listening now that wants to support the show financially in some way get peter some better internet or jamie a uh some facelift surgery or something like that and <laughs> uh you know you know where to find us you know patreon.com slash loreboys and anybody who doesn't trust um Trust Patreon. Of course, we do have Loreboys Prime. We always have from the beginning. Uh, this started as a uh, you know a currencyless system. It was more of a barter system back in the day. Uh, but these days, we do take cold hard cash as well. But we also uh, we we still our roots go back to that barter system. So we still accept labor as payment, and we are building a tower to heaven to dethrone God. Uh, you know, Peter mentioned something about a tower uh, on this episode. Yeah, uh, in, the Tower in of Battle. Yeah, but I don't know what kind of tower that is. I assume it wasn't some kind of tower to reach God. So I assume we're not sinning when I say we're building a tower to get up to heaven to find out 
what's the big idea huh god won't be mad about it i'm sure but if you guys want to come and contribute uh to the tower that we're building to dethrone god i think we're going to call it the labab tower maybe i don't know yeah. that's just a name i just came up with in my head but uh it'd be a lore uh lore boys the l and the e are from lore and then b-e-b b-a-b from boys or yeah. bad it's a tower is a really good idea. They've tried a staircase in the past, but the problem with the staircase is every step you add is more material than the last step. But with mm, the tower, no. you're just building straight up. So straight that's up. why yeah, exactly. we're going to get there. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so we're, we, we got big plans. So just, just come by, bring your shovels, bring your pitchforks, bring, uh, bring whatever you can, whatever, whatever tools you have at your disposal. Bring uh, some of your best artist, jokes in case there's any politicians. Yeah. Yeah. Bring it, bring it all, uh, bring the bones of your favorite, or your least favorite politician, and we'll we'll add them to the to the monument, as it were. Any, any holy uh, relics you've got, bring those too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And uh, we'll get there eventually. And I'm sure none of us will suffer eternally for it. I'm sure we we will all be rewarded, as you'll find out on Peter's uh, not the next episode, but the episode after that. Yeah. Uh, at, at the earliest, at the absolute earliest. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna paint him into a corner here and say he's for sure doing another Dante episode next. But uh, I really enjoyed it. We hope you enjoyed it. And I guess that would constitute a lore boys. Lore boys. Oh. Oh. Lore boys god out. <laughs> It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.